Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello. Um, my name is Caroline Minks, and I am the creator of Seen and Not Heard, as well as the voice of Bette Klein. Since the release of the show, I have been overwhelmed by the love and support we have received, and so thankful for the conversations that it's sparking. Seen and Not Heard is six episodes long, so now that we have released episode three, we decided to take a brief intermission while we work on the second half of the story. In the meantime, I will be sitting down with several members of the cast and folks behind the scenes to discuss their experiences with hearing loss and audio drama, and probably going off on more than a few tangents in the process. (laughs) My first chat was with Cole Burkhart, who you will know as the voice of Greer, one of the ASL students Bet meets in the first prologue. He's a force to be reckoned with in the audio drama world, and I will be linking to his information in the show notes. Please check out his work. He does amazing things and is a vital voice in the community. All right. So, hi, Cole. Hi. How are you? Uh, I'm doing good now that we finally figured this out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had a little adventure with trying to figure out uh, how to have a video chat with captions, not realizing that only Google Meet does them, not Google Hangout. Apparently, even though it feels like you could do both, it feels like you should be able to do both. It does, doesn't it? It does feel like that should be an option. But alas! Um, so that is kind of funny that the, the two of us are struggling with the captions, you know, with accessibility. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> when we're about to talk about our show about hearing loss. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. Okay. So, so let's have you give a little quick, who are you? Where? What What do we know you from? <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, hi. <laughs> Sorry, that's a difficult question. Um... Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Cole Burkhart. Uh, I am a voice actor, an audio producer, a writer, a sensitivity consultant. Uh, I guess I'm popular on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at King Cole Miter. Um, I have done so much stuff um, from uh, voicing in God's Head Incidental, uh, Unplaced. I've been in Vast Horizons. I think that episode is out now so I can talk about it. I've been in Vast Horizons, um, in Greater Boston. Um, I've, I've, I've done a lot. Just go check out my website, uh, colbertcart.card.co, and you'll see everything that I've done. And the thing that I want to geek about a little bit is Null and Void because, <laughs> ah, it's so good. Well, thank you. <laughs> I held off on listening to it for a little while because I knew I didn't want to listen to one episode. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have several. <laughs> and I was so glad that I did yeah, that. It's our, so good. Our, uh, our pen, pen ultimate episode is coming out on Tuesday. Um, <gasps> I'm very excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't wait for that. It's so good. <laughs> well, thank um, you. So yay. Um, I'm so glad to have you involved with Scene and Not Heard. Um, because you were actually one of the first people who, when I first got involved with audio drama in the first place i did not know if 
I had no idea how I was going to do mm-hmm. it as someone with any degree of hearing loss whatsoever, <laughs> let alone as significant as I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and I asked around, I was like, who, how, who do I talk to? Like, how do, <laughs> is this even a thing? Um, and your name was one of the names I was given. And of course, I remember reaching out like, hi, you don't know me. How do I do this? <laughs> how does this work? Um, so it's really, it's really awesome to have you involved. Um, so I would love to just ask you a little bit about, uh, first of all, how you got into podcasting Mm -hmm. in in the first place. What brought you in? Uh, I actually started in, um, the, uh, actual play uh, sector of podcasting. Um, I, I was a big Taz fan, the Adventure Zone fan. Um, I maybe hopped on during their second arc. Um, not here, there be Durblins, but the next one after that. Um, and I got real bit into the fandom and saw someone was like, hey, we want to start like a, an actual play podcast. Um, and we started the show that was, that was where, where I got my start audio editing, uh, Blue Dawn. Um, and from there it just kind of, I got into Unplaced, which, uh, and, uh, Lavender Ladies and a whole bunch of other stuff, and it kind of just exploded outward from there. Um. Awesome. That's very cool. I actually did not know, I didn't know you did actual play to begin with. Yeah, That's very yeah. Cool. Um, I really, um, I really do like, uh, editing for actual plays. I think a little bit more than mm-hmm. audio dramas, just because it's nice to hear people have oh. fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like here these, as opposed to uh, as when opposed we're just to, stressing over our yeah where bloopers. everyone's just in pain all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but oh but like, I love that yeah. improvisational aspect of everything. Yes, mm-hmm. that is really really fun, and that is something like, I don't really um, I haven't listened to very much actual play because I don't do any kind of tabletop gaming myself. I'd like to, but I just have never had the opportunity. Um, but what I have heard, it does sound like a blast, and it's 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 really cool. Um, and I imagine, I mean, I imagine editing for that because it's so improv. It's not scripted. I imagine that's a, its own unique challenge. I would love to actually ask you about. Well, let me let me first ask you about your experience with hearing loss mm-hmm. yourself, as much as you want to get into yeah. it. Yeah. Tell us about that. Uh, so I'm not completely deaf. Um, I'm, thankfully, I'm, I mean. I mean, I guess, of course. Uh, <laughs> I have partial hearing loss in both ears. I think uh, my left is about, I think I'm at like 60%. And then I've got probably about 50, no, probably about like 40% in my right ear. Um, it started, so when I was younger, I had to have tubes put in my ears because like the canal didn't form properly. And what we think happened is the doctor took them out a little bit too early, so they didn't, like, completely, like, form in the way they should have. And it was like, I hit, uh, I hit, uh, high school and then went into college and then just saw a rapid decline through college. Okay, we had a similar experience then, timeline-wise. Mm-hmm. Um, not cause, I don't know the cause. Co- it is funny, <laughs> I do, do you know any deaf people who actually know the freaking cause? Uh, unless it's like a, unless like they're two. like born deaf and it's like a, yeah. something like that, but like, no. <laughs> yeah, I, it, this is something that I think is interesting. Um, it seems like most deaf and hard of hearing people mm-hmm. I know, the vast majority, we don't really know. We have a lot of theories. Yeah. We don't know what actually Yeah, but it. like, who knows? 
Sometimes, sometimes do you have just a, like that. <laughs> yeah. Do you have the experience of um, hearing people when they when they find out you don't know what caused it, they start trying to solve the mystery? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's like, oh well, did you go to too many concerts when you were younger? Oh no, I, I wasn't allowed to. Like, oh my god. <laughs> or that is, it is so funny. <laughs> that like, is universal. I swear. You don't have to diagnose like, me. It's okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I was talking to uh, Scotty Moore and we were talking about this exact thing and the joke was like, oh yeah, I just forgot that time the shark bit off my ears. Like, what do you want from me? Like, I don't, but that's actually why in Seen and Not Heard, I'd kind of vaguely allude to Bet like being sick at some point, but I don't get into any more detail. Like I, I'm, I'm giving the audience something and we're not going to dwell on it because it's not about right. we don't need why to. she lost her. Yeah. But I also didn't want the audience sitting there going like, Ooh, are we going to find out? Cause that's so annoying. So it's just like, here, you get a little, you get, you get a little droplet of information and we're moving on. Um, <laughs> but, um, so I would love to ask you about audio editing with hearing loss and what kind of your experience there is, mm-hmm. because I feel like we all, you probably have specific methods you use like I do. Cause I do yeah. some sound design too. So, so it's all about I guess just trying to pace yourself. Um, I also, because God had to nuke me or I'd be too powerful, um, also have um, like some audio processing disorders. So I get mm-hmm. ear fatigue real fast. Um, yeah. So what I'll normally do is when I'm doing like line edits and a basic run through, I will use just a regular, I have like a regular, I'm holding it up for the camera, but you guys can't hear it because it's an audio medium. <laughs> um, like a regular speaker, I'll do basic line edits through that. And then I have some um, very lovely over the ear headphones that I will edit and do sound effects for that. And with that, I have to, I have to break it up into chunks um, and, and because with like background ambiance, I have that issue of not being able to balance it really well. Because if it's too low, I won't be able to hear it, but the audience will definitely <laughs> be able to. Um, so yeah. I have to do all of the ambiance on like a higher noise level um, mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. like I normally would for the rest of the sound effects, just so I can tell if it's like if it skips or if. Um, if it like there's a a really like loud thing that takes you out of that like that frame of mind um or something like that like breaks it up and then when i'm done with uh general ambiance i will go back over again um and resound edit doing all of the like sound effects like dishes breaking or or um like footsteps are a little bit easier cuz you can kind of see the pattern in the sound waves um, instead of just with like something that's very low level and very like kind of all one sound wave, um, yeah. Uh, sorry. Reading uh, the sound waves and is then, a thing that I do. Like, <laughs> yeah, I I really like <laughs> this. I really like the way laughs look. Um, yes, they look like little fish I, skeletons. They, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. <laughs> They're so um, cute. <laughs> And, like, when I was doing actual plays and stuff, when there was a lot of, like, laughter, you would be able to see and tell your friends' laughs and, like, be able to pick yeah. out those sound waves because they always, they had, their, they were their own little fishes or, like, fishtails. Uh, yeah, one of the best things that it just kind of delights me is mm-hmm. if I close a file and then I open it back up later and I can find where I left off because I remember <laughs> what the line looked like. Yes. Like, that's, I always feel like I have superpowers when I do that. 
<laughs> where I just guess right, where I'm like, okay, now I know what the words look like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I understand what you were saying with the ambiance. That is a and and the having to take breaks because mm-hmm. I don't ha- I don't have um like audio processing mm-hmm. necessarily, but I still I do understand that fatigue because it takes so much energy to listen. Yes. When yeah, it's a lot of it, work. Yeah. To listen. <laughs> hearing is tiring (laughs) how do people just do it i'm exhausted by the end of the day my ears are on like half power and i'm just like oh stop making noise talk to me please just never talk to me (laughs) this is where sign language would be really handy because you don't have to listen Mm -hmm. to it oh my gosh i need to learn Um, i'm so bad at it I'm trying to. It's hard. But like, yeah, I don't have a head for languages. And so, yeah. And I do, but I, but it's a physical language, Mm -hmm. which is takes such a different part of thinking. Right. And like, I'm also arthritic. So actually using my hands for that is a challenge. Same here. I have, I have, uh, I have very little, little cartilage in my bones. And so Mm -hmm. like, it'll, it it hurts to, to do that sometimes. Yeah, and my son uses sign language mm-hmm. sometimes. He'll use it a lot, but um, he doesn't necessarily sign, but I'll sign to him. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we're it's a heavy signing day, by the end of it, I'm, like, shaking my hands mm-hmm. out, like, every yeah. few minutes because they just get sore. It's so tiring. It's like building up a muscle. <laughs> it is. I mean, it really mm-hmm. is. That's why when people are really, really fluent, it's so cool to watch because mm-hmm. it's it's like a dance, and it's, it's yeah. the same kind of almost um, – like muscle memory yeah. training and expressiveness and it's oh, beautiful and I'm just like I, I'm like seen... the little four-year-olds at their tap class who can't quite get the <laughs> shuffle step <laughs> uh, I love that idea of like sign language as a dance um I've been watching a lot of videos lately of um people who are doing sign language but like AAVE the African-American vernacular um and it's such a distinct like you can see the beats of of like like hip hop and and like jazz and 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 like the way that uh predominantly black dance moves are integrated into that is very cool um and like a lot of isolation it's very good yeah the fact that there are different dialects mm-hmm. of sign language like there are of any mm-hmm. language i think is something that people don't realize right. and it's really important to realize that because different groups of people are going to sign differently and it's not necessarily for you. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily yours. Just because uh, one person knows uh, uh, American Sign mm-hmm. Language just doesn't mean they know any other type of sign language. Oh my god. Ugh. Yeah. That was that is always funny to me when someone finds out I know any sign mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, it's a universal language. It's nope. like, no, that's no. why it's called American Sign Language specifically. Um, mm. That actually... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> has made me laugh so many times people are like we should all learn sign language so we can talk to anyone no matter where like, we go no. like you're in for a rough surprise if you if that's how you think that's gonna work that would have been real helpful to to, to if, if it was <laughs> yeah. just one but no god that'd be great mm-hmm. but alas well, that's not how it um, worked out sorry god i wish yeah i wish um so I would love to hear a little mm. bit about just kind of also your experience in general, like maybe from a voice acting perspective too, um, approaching that with hearing loss. Like, do you have uh, a specific method when you're acting that has to do with your your hearing? Uh, not not 
so not really. <laughs> um, I I did I acted a lot when I was in like elementary and middle school and a little bit more in high school, but I became a jock in high school. Um, so so I I learned acting as a like as a as a hearing person. Um, mm -hmm. and so I didn't really, yeah, I haven't really, especially over, over like voice calls and things like that. I haven't really needed mm -hmm. to, to adapt in, 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 okay. in a way that's at least noticeable or something that I could, I could notice. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I, I haven't had to do like when I audition for stuff, if mm -hmm. I mention that I'm hard of hearing, I'll mention it because sometimes people want to do rehearsals strictly on right. voice. I'm like, uh, I, I can, yeah. but I cannot guarantee that it's going to go well. Right. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I guess a lot of the, especially a lot of the early stuff in, in voice acting, we didn't, we, we would do read throughs, but we wouldn't really do mm -hmm. like recordings and stuff. And so I was mm -hmm. able to get the gist of people's replies and talk like one-on-one -on -one with, with the, uh, the director. And then I would be able to yeah. go back and do it later. Um, it was only very recently with uh, Dodds Head Incidental, actually, that we started doing, like, major live uh, on-camera recordings. And even then, wow, we would have yeah. to turn our um, cameras off because everyone had shitty Wi-Fi and couldn't handle four <laughs> videos going at once. Um, That'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, uh, it was... it When we did have cameras, it was good because I could, I could also see, like, and kind of lip read and things like that. But mm -hmm. I was able to control enough things on my end that hearing wasn't an issue because I could turn up someone's yeah. volume individually. Right. And that, you know, that has been a huge help, I mm -hmm. will say. I've gotten so used to doing things on camera just in general because of, you know, 2020. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it has been actually really useful mm -hmm. because, like, when I started, I mean, Seen and Not Heard was only the other, the, the second show I'd ever mm -hmm. made. And the first one was a solo show, so I didn't need to meet with anybody. Right. It's just me talking. So doing this one, I was like, there's no way I can do read-throughs. I thought there was no way I could do mm -hmm. it because I, it didn't even really occur to me to do it on a video chat. Yeah. I don't know why. But it just sort of didn't – I didn't think about that. And so we've done everything – like, I've directed kind of in conversation, but not in in real time on a microphone right. for this one. I've, I've just gotten so uh, used to – to being only behind a mic that I never really thought about being yeah. in front of a camera. Yeah, exactly. It's like it doesn't even, the visual component was taken out, yeah. so it just didn't even occur oh, to me podcast. to put it back in. It's not a visual medium. <laughs> I don't need to, like, whatever. Yeah, exactly. We do this shit through Discord. It's okay. We're all, yeah, we're all on Discord. We're all in sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the time when I'm recording these days, it's like sweatpants. Mm -hmm. Binder, mm -hmm. I look disgusting. I don't care. Don't look at I'm me. under a I'm under don't a sweat uh, I'm under a sleeping bag. <laughs> yeah. Do not perceive me, please. Um <laughs> just gross. Um but I think that's the thing that's really amazing about it is that we were able to create like no one would ever know. Mm -hmm. I don't think. And I've actually I've had a couple of people ask, like, oh, did you record this stuff like before lockdown? And I'm like, we're not even in the same, no. we're not in the same country with, as some of these people, let alone the same state mm -hmm. or the same town. Like most of it's done remotely. The only, um, the only live recording I did at all was with um, Evan for the fourth prologue. Mm -hmm. But even that had to be redone. So that was, you know, we did it, but then it, the, the audio got messed up. Um, but it, it's interesting 
I think when you do things like dialogue placement and sound design, how much you can change it. Because I was thinking about the prologue that you're in, mm-hmm. the first one. Just zooming in on Audacity <laughs> to the point where it was like, you know, just zooming in and editing like a tenth of a second, mm-hmm. uh, adding a tenth of a second of a pause to something to make it sound like talking and signing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not knowing if it would work. <laughs> no idea if it would work. But a few people picked up on it, mm-hmm. which was very exciting. So that part of it was really, really neat. Um, it's And I'm sure you've had this experience, too, where you have that magic moment where you do this one little tweak and it's like, ah, ah, ah chef kiss. Yes. It's all yeah, <laughs> it's the best feeling because I will sit there in front of an audio file, like almost weeping. And then I'll have that one moment. And I'm just like, I am the god of audio. <laughs> I'll bow before me. So <laughs> Meanwhile, I, I, I run away from footsteps. Yeah. I don't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, so in general, with podcasting, with any limitations on your hearing, because I think people are surprised when when I say that I, if they know that I'm hard of hearing and I say, oh, yeah, I do podcasting. Mm-hmm. They're like, so ha- how? It's like a, hmm, wait. <laughs> Have you had that same response from people? Well... No, because I don't tell people outside of the podcasting world what I do for That's fair. <laughs> They're like, oh, what do you do, what do, you do when you're not at work? Oh, you know, watch horror movies, try not to devote my <laughs> life to a industry where I'm being paid to do a hobby that I enjoy. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, this is like all I do, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> yeah, same. Like, I'll go home um, and then just. Gotta record lines. That's what I was doing. Oh yeah. Um. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I've got my list mm-hmm. right next to me. I'm looking at mm-hmm. it, and I'm like, oh, I have a lot to mm-hmm. do today. <laughs> um, but it is it is funny. I think mm-hmm. being like, oh yeah, I went into this audio medium. And my ears don't work, yeah. but I'm there. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm making do. I love what I'm doing, and I'm I'm making it exactly. work. Exactly. I uh, yeah. I know my parents were a little bit surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, uh, but but I think they 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 are definitely very supportive. Um, That's good. And I tend to talk more about the like voice acting side of stuff than any of the audio editing, mm-hmm. just because it just goes right over their heads. Yeah. <laughs> What's an audacity? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the part that's like you talk to other podcasters just, about that yeah, because yeah, then we <laughs> have our little geek moments we'll just stick with explaining what a podcast is and we'll we'll slowly yeah. work from there yeah that's the other thing that's kind of funny is when i tell people like oh yeah i podcast and, and they're, they're like, like oh you have a chatty show I'm where like, you're like no conversation like, more no, 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 no. like radio plays please I pro- oh my god there's so much more please branch out i beg <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, you know those old radio shows? It's that, but on the internet. Mm-hmm. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I explain it to people. That's just, it's it's radio shows. Mm-hmm. Um, which, but the, and then what's funny is a lot of people are like, oh, like the old timey, they go in expecting that. I'm like, no, it really, I promise. I mean, those exist. We've, we've moved past it's so that. Funny. It's like, I, I just find it very funny because we seem to be able to understand how all these other mediums mm-hmm. were, have variety. <laughs> But the radio, but, no, it's just music and talking. Right. Which is so funny. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, But they can understand, like, what an audiobook is. And I'm like, it's, it's that. Right. It's this, it's that. It, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is really funny, like, kind of pledging my soul to something, basically, that I have to explain mm-hmm. about once right. a week. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I always feel embarrassed. 
bothers to do it because it's not like I'm not explaining like what rocket science is. I'm just like, oh, I speak into a mic for for an hour and a half each day, and people. I say the same thing three times, yeah. and then I say yeah. the next thing three times, and then I email it to somebody, and they make me sound smarter than I actually am. Oh my god, I have made myself laugh listening. To myself, either being interviewed or just in a show. And I'm like, oh, they edited out all the uh-huh. parts that just were so uh-huh. bad. Or, oh, Thank they you. really let me say that, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. That has happened a couple times. Where I was like, I don't even remember saying uh-huh. that. And I regret so yes. much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to circle back to just sort of general kind of questions mm-hmm. about hard of hearing experience. Because um, it is really one thing that I'm really excited about with um, with seen and not heard is that we have, let's see, we have, is it six? Let me see. Me, you, Cassie, mm-hmm. Adelaide, Eleanor. Yeah, we have five actors who are deaf and hard of hearing. And then one of our consultants is deaf, also culturally deaf. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, in a show that size, having that significant of a number of people actually living this experience is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was thrilled to, to be able to include that many people and have that kind of percentage of people who will understand and be able to bring Mm -hmm. that to the story. Um, and so much of it is about later life hearing loss, which both, both you and I have experienced. Um, and I, I do think that that is such a different experience from having it happen early or being born with it, of course, because when you, because I was about like 17, 18 Mm -hmm. when my hearing first started to go. And then I had another significant loss uh, when I was about 24. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've had like two chunks of time in my life when it's gone down and then real down. Oh, oh, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really was. I was like, oh, this is a problem, Mm -hmm. but I can live with this. And then just, I uh, I was like, well, I've I've had days uh, where I will just be going about my day normally. And then all of a sudden I just, it'll, it'll like, I just stop being able to hear in an ear. And I'm like, fuck, is this finally the day where it goes out for good? And then it'll. I have had, oh my God, I've had that happen a few times and it's terrifying mm-hmm. and i'm just sitting there at work going oh my god I, how is this it what do i do <laughs> that, I'm, that i'm suddenly not able to oh hear god. anymore that happened to me at work mm-hmm. and i i occasionally have to use the phone at work which yeah. is always fun and i was on a call and my left ear just stopped working mm-hmm. and i was like hmm. uh just gonna switch ears and keep going <laughs> i I, and that's the thing. I, I, I'm only ever, I only ever use my left ear on phones because it's the better one. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, damn it. Um, but there are, the, there are these things that you, I think when you grow up hearing that you keep, like, this is my experience mm-hmm. anyway. Growing up hearing, I keep thinking I can do certain things. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, right. This is actually not an option for me. <laughs> like, watch, I'll start watching a movie. I was watching, um. I can't remember what I was watching, but it was one of those, like, artsy, quiet movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I forgot to put the subtitles on. Mm-hmm. I think, I have been watching things with captions since the, <laughs> since birth. And I, I, I forgot to put the subtitles on and didn't realize that there had been dialogue for, like, 15 minutes <gasps> oh, of the no. movie. Oh, no. um, I was like, I thought it was just a really quiet movie. So I just, like, went back. 
<laughs> so I don't know if you've ever done anything like that, but I, uh, let me tell you. I know. Wakes oh, you right what up. Was it? Um, Inception. Inception is one of those movies where they yeah. have really, really quiet parts and then really, mm-hmm. really loud parts. So I'll turn up my TV so I can hear the quiet parts <laughs> and then a loud part will happen and it'll like shake something off of my wall because I have it up so high. <laughs> Oh, have you ever done the thing? Um, I know that even, I mean, even hearing people do Mm -hmm. this, I do, so I do it a lot. When I'm recording, I'll think it's quiet Mm -hmm. and then I'll go listen to it. And I was like, my kid was outside Mm -hmm. of my door, like talking to himself for 20 minutes. That happened to me. (laughs) I I was recording something. It was really important because I had to get it done real fast. And mm-hmm. I go back and re-listen to it, and I can hear my cat eating in the in her fucking ah! And it's like I don't hear it's it like, in the moment. I at thought she was all. out. I thought she was locked out of my room, but apparently she got in, and I have to record that entire section again. Oh, I had to because this this interview is going to come out after episode three mm-hmm. is out, and that's like a big emotional one, and mm-hmm. I had to do this like big emotional couple of like really heavy scenes, and I it took me three times to record that entire episode i had to do the whole thing three times and i had to cry i was like i there are outtakes of me just going can i just get one take because i I would listen i thought i had it and i went back and listened to it and i could hear like people talking right outside the door oh god but i didn't you can't hear it even if you stop talking i can't hear it until it's on the headphones jeez Apparently, my neighbors like to to walk to to walk at all times, and I don't. Hear oh, you it. have minotaurs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I have a minotaur who lives upstairs. <laughs> yep. Um, and then I have uh, like I, I, I think a pro wrestler perhaps <laughs> next door who likes to announce everything because he just yells everything, <laughs> and I can hear that mm-hmm. without any mm-hmm. amplification, so <laughs> it's a problem. Do you have more of like a, a high tone or a low tone loss, or is it a little of both? Um, it's I think I I it's a little of both. I think mm-hmm. um, I haven't yeah, noticed one over the other. That's me too, a little bit. And 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 um, speech is a big is the biggest challenge mm-hmm. for me, especially if there's any background noise. Yeah. Have you ever? <laughs> we can ask another audio editing. Have you ever mixed up actors because you can't tell the difference between their voices? Uh no, I have. <laughs> uh, and I think I'm just good with voices and also make sure that mm-hmm. I'm labeling everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, Usually I'm good at it, but occasionally mm-hmm. I'll be like, is this the wrong person? Or if I'm just listening to a podcast mm-hmm. and listening to someone. There there are some, but like, I re- oh god, I realized with Null and Void that two of the characters I chose, they don't have a whole lot of scenes together, but in the scenes mm-hmm. that they are together, it's very important. And I'm like, you guys, mm-hmm. you kind of sound the same. And I should have. <laughs> it's, it's always such a gamble. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that was one reason why, because this was my first time ever casting something like mm-hmm. this. Cause I do, I do theater directing. So I'm used to be able to have a visual on the person, which, you know, helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why I actually did not have any vocal notes in my casting call mm. because I was like, I just want to hear what people sound like yeah. and let them audition for whoever. So I had this massive range of voices for all of the characters, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and it allowed me to not just have to choose between like, oh, 17 people who have kind of a similar vocal mm-hmm. quality and pitch. Um, and I think 
for me personally, that was a good way to go about it. Because I honestly didn't have any preference as to, you know, what vocal right. quality people had. Um, and I know sometimes that does matter. It, sometimes it does. Right. It depends on the show and the character. But for this, I was like, it's just about real people existing in the world. <laughs> so And people sound all kinds of ways. Um, my only, the only thing I was concerned about is that no one mixes me up with anybody else <laughs> yeah, just because right? I'm narrating so much. <laughs> it was like, I didn't want them to think my narration was like a new character or something. <laughs> that would be a little weird. Um, okay, so I'm gonna, I know you have to scoot out of here fairly soon, yeah. so I'm gonna, um, I have three questions okay. uh, that I would love to ask you. Okay. Um, one thing I'm trying to do with Seen and Not Heard is talk about kind of the nuance of the deaf experience and that there are, there are good things and bad things about it. And sometimes that comes from within, sometimes it comes from the outside. Um, so I would love to know, first of all, what is the thing that is the hardest for you about your hearing loss, either from a, from with your own experience or coming from the outside, from other people or interacting with the world? Yeah, I'm, I think just talking to people about it. Um, I don't tell mm-hmm. a whole lot of people that I struggle with, with, with hearing because they always, do, they, they always do mm-hmm. that. Like there's a look they give of like when they realize yeah. that you're disabled. And I'm like, I don't want yeah. that from people. Um, and then mm-hmm. they always, it, it's, it's very, it feels very like performative for them to try and ad- adapt to mm-hmm. things that would help me out. So I always end up being the one who yeah. has to adapt. Um, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. There is, I, when you said that look, I know exactly yeah. the one. And then they like want to pat themselves on the back for right. doing and anything. Like, and it's like, n- all right. No. Stop. Uh, or, yeah. Or it just gets like real personal real mm. fast. And it's like, I just met you. Um, <laughs> Could we not? Could we not? It, it's the, um, it opens up a line of questioning that I just don't have the energy to go down anymore. Right. Yeah. Like occasionally I'll do it and I kind of, I've kind of forced myself to have to be okay with it considering this project mm-hmm. that I'm doing. The fact that I put myself out there so much as someone who's hard of hearing mm-hmm. stuff and I want to that is very much part of what I want to do mm-hmm. is tell those stories but that also does mean I have to kind of like deal with that a lot <laughs> or they're like oh uh-huh. yeah I'm hard of hearing oh I'm so sorry it's, it's like, like no I'm not I'm okay yeah, like, it's fine. <laughs> thank you but but I'm good <laughs> yeah if you're so sorry then uh speak up yeah <laughs> then don't get mad at me when I say what a thousand times oh my god or like okay do you, one thing I have noticed, mm-hmm. I'm totally veering off, but one thing I've noticed is that when a hearing person says what, they get the repeat. Yeah. If someone knows that I'm hard of hearing and I say what, I don't always get the repeat. Right. Uh, I get, What the hell is that? I get, like, I'm the one who I'll needs say, it. <laughs> I'll say what, and they'll, like, ask a different question. And I'm like, right. And I'm oh, like, no, just, I, I, need, I need the <clears> first make fun question of it. first, please. Yeah. Or, like, they make fun of it, like, if I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. And they'll go, like, what? back at me i'm just like i will absolutely fight you i will absolutely i have reached this point in my life i oh my god i channeled a lot of rage into that speed dating prologue (laughs) i was just like i'm going to make thomas the worst bastard man in the universe and we can all hate him together and you did (laughs) i'm such a good sport i was so mean um 
I've told people I barely wrote a thing for him. Almost everything he says comes from real life. Oh, God. He's the oh, worst. No. Um, but that is that is the thing that is so frustrating. It's like if you ask someone to, to say something more clearly, mm-hmm. too. It's it's sort of, I've, I've likened it to if I'm sitting in a dark room and I can't see my book. Mm-hmm. And I ask someone, hey, can you go turn the light on? It's like if they walked over to the light switch, didn't touch it, and then sat back down and then didn't understand why I still couldn't read my book. Like, you didn't do anything. You didn't change the situation. Uh, ah! Okay. <laughs> Whew. That feels good yeah. to get off. Yeah. Ah, that felt nice. Um, okay. So that kind of leads into the next thing, which um, was, what do you wish hearing people understood about your experience? How frustrating it is. And the fact that not everyone can afford to get, like, hearing aids or, or, like, I don't have insurance. I'm, I'm working full time and won't get insurance for another two months because of the way bullshit Virginia laws are. And so, like, I don't have the time. Wow, I'm sorry. Hold on. Did they censor the word bullshit? Oh, they censor all the swears. Are you fucking kidding? It's really annoying. I know, I know. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. That's the, that's one thing I wanna I want to let hearing people know is we are not kids just because we can't fucking hear. We are not babies. It's so that fucking is, annoying. Captioning is bullshit. That captioning all that is, bullshit with YouTube, ugh. Netflix ta- mm-hmm. ca- uh, uh, censors captions or doesn't put ca- specific captions in. I understand that yeah. it's tough to do to do to do like censoring on shit like that but also yeah it you're you're helping Ugh. out people who literally have no other choice than to than yeah. to read or listen to captions they are not kids because exactly. they don't have the ability to hear sorry thank you yes <laughs> i didn't like i didn't it, 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 it's like they think that just because Ugh. my hearing uh has uh, you know has has whatever that i've lost hearing like i've regressed into child or right. something i'm like, like that's no. not how that works what the hell i no. <laughs> ah! and, and and it's frustrating too when people caption their own stuff and won't ca- won't censor the yeah. audio but will censor the i'm like you have then censor both or something like right. don't oh i don't people, understand it there was a big big thing back when youtube first got captioning where people wouldn't put the actual captions they would write their own notes in the captioning oh yeah and i'm just mm-hmm. like Come on. Oh, God. And it's, it's, I remember, I'm trying to remember who it, I don't remember who it was, but it was someone who, um, got, someone asked them, like, hey, can you caption your stuff? Mm -hmm. And they basically were like, no, it's too hard. And they were like, well, can you, uh, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is the only way that a lot of people can access it. Yeah. And they said, well, then my content must just not be for you. And I just wanted to throttle someone that, on that day. Yeah. It's ridiculous. And it's not even just, um, like, deaf and hard of hearing people who benefit from captions. Right. You know, people who who have to listen to it quietly for whatever right. reason. Or people who, it's maybe it's not their first language. Or, I mean, there's there's really, or just hearing people who, like, missed something. It You know, it happens. Like, <sighs> there's no downside to accessibility. Anyway, no. I, that is a whole, I could go on for a while. Yep. Um, and now my blood is up, so I'm going to circle <laughs> us back to something nice. <laughs> Which is, um, <laughs> what is something about the your experience with hearing loss that has actually maybe been a positive or, like, an unexpected upside? I have a great taste in music. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, so, so, 
music for me is very important because just because mm-hmm. of the way I, I fucking love music i love listening to yes. things um yes. and so a lot of as my hearing has regressed a lot of the music mm-hmm. i have found is stuff that i can listen to loudly and still fit the mood for it uh and so like i i love music that i can listen to just screaming down a highway yes <laughs> uh, yes not oh my god about like something being too soft for me to be able to hear it or or again mm-hmm. that like that difficult balance of something being too soft and then too loud and i have to constantly fiddle with the volume um mm-hmm. uh and it's gotten me it's given me i think more of an appreciation for the stuff that i listen to um oh yeah uh another fun thing is most of the loud music the loud streaming music is also very anti-capitalistic and anti-government yes so that's yes. also a positive <laughs> hell yes <laughs> that's the best that's such a good feeling one it, it's there's a there is a feeling of power uh when you are like i live in a rather conservative town so when i'm listening to my loud uh you know eat the rich music in my car i feel like a spy <laughs> like, it feels really good i'm like I, you have no idea who's in the car next to you feels good um i like that the captions capitalized eat the rich eat the rich like specifically hell yeah that's amazing okay that makes up for the censoring yeah. a little <laughs> a tiny little bit. bit a little bit <laughs> all right well that is that is kind of everything that i have this was really fun yeah. <laughs> i'm so glad we could do this um i'm so i'm so happy to have you involved with seen it not heard like it just uh, it means a lot to have you on i'm i'm, I'm so glad you you, you let me join y'all in, in, in Seen and Not Heard. It's such a good show. Thank you for joining us. Another one of these conversations will be released before too long, so keep your eyes out for that. As always, thank you so much for supporting Seen and Not Heard. You can find us on Twitter at SeenNotHeardPod or email us at SeenAndNotHeardPod at gmail.com.